Hello, and welcome to episode number 13 of the second season of the Radnor Park Rovers podcast. I am Tom Bradshaw, your, I don't know, I'm a host, I guess yes, I am host. You are host. I'm joined by, I mean, co-host, regular founder, Joshua Hampton. Josh, how are you? I'm good, but I was only a regular because I forced myself into this position. Yeah, but you were the first person. You were the original. Oh, no, wait. No, he wasn't. I the wasn't. originals is not here. and He's not here. Who isn't here? Mr. Ryan Parrott. Ryan Parrott. And we might talk on uh, that issue later in the podcast because there's some Ryan news. Please do. But thankfully, without Ryan, <clears throat> we have a much... Uh, oh, I was going to say better. <laughs> <laughs> A much, uh, a, a definitely a different approach to podcasting. Someone who uh, can articulate very well about what has happened the last Sunday, basically, um, and who who was actually there. Let's be honest. Yeah. Um, it's Archie Book. Archie Book, how are you doing? I'd like, I'd like to chuck another one in into the host compare, and I decided to Google what it means. Um, and it's a person who introduces the performers in a variety show. I think that suits this podcast a lot better. <laughs> yeah. So your compare, Tom Bradford. Yeah, I'm very happy to be here and looking forward to chatting about the game. So, yeah, we played um, Bindon, who recently relegated Bindon. We've played them already this season, lost 3-1. They're before this game, I think they sat fifth in the league. Unbeaten since November, so a massive test. And the main thing for me was that we turned up and we had a bit of a reaction to uh, the pretty dismal display that we showed a couple of weeks ago against Shadow's Hurst and we saw a bit of a performance and some something better, really. So, without further ado, let's dive into that match review and we will head over to Archie Book now. It's now time for the match review. Who played well? It's the match review. Who played shit? And who scored the goals? It's match review. Match review. Right, well, I know this match review is going to be riveting because the first thing I've written down is game kicked off. So um, it did kick off, and very early on, I feel like the pattern of the match was, was established, or at least the pattern of, of the first half, and that was that the ball was bouncing around loose in the middle, no one really claiming it. Tom ends up going in for a challenge with a striker who's actually lying on the floor. And as Tom goes to clear the ball, he puts his foot up in the air. And unfortunately, Tom's come off worse. So as Tom is hobbling around, we have managed to clear the ball up the pitch. Andy loses out in sort of a 50-50, but really he went to ground and the other lad didn't. So then when, when Andy's on the ground and the ball's lost, he managed to pick it up, drove forward, lifted it in behind the back four. Tom's there hobbling around, unable to move really, and the strikers just nipped in, finished one one on one, and uh, there we are, one nil down almost immediately. At this point, I was on camera duty with Erin, Josh's better half, and uh, after telling her that this is how you use the camera if I have to go on at any point if I'm needed, um, 30 seconds later, I was on the pitch. So, yeah, over to Erin. So, thank you very much for filming the game. With me coming on, we tried to settle. They were very much at us from the start. They got a lot of set pieces, a lot of throw-ins, a lot of corners. I wouldn't say any real chances. I think there were a couple of pot shots that went wide. I remember Josh taking a few goal kicks. Then the second goal did come, and it was from one of these set pieces. Now, what led to the set piece was a bit of a muck-up from me. I, I had the ball at the back, and I was looking for a pass, and I was looking up the pitch, and I really didn't feel like I had anything on. Unfortunately, it was like, you see on the TV and everyone's screaming man on. It was one of those where the striker's just getting closer and closer behind me and he did nip in, take it. Um, and then the ball ended up going out for a corner. I think some good defending from Pat Hayden. But we just did not defend that corner at all. They took a quick corner without anybody being set. Played a 1-2, got their danger man, the ginger lad, in space. He's had a shot. And unfortunately, the shot was a little bit too hot to handle for, for Mr. Josh Hampton. Um, what did you think? Oh, I don't know. I was frustrated. Uh, <clears throat> short corner, we didn't react very well. And then uh, the, it wasn't a very good shot at all. It bounced in front of me. I went to go and catch it. I dropped it and went to pounce on it. And then number 11 then just tapped it in. So their first proper shot on goal was a mistake from myself. As much as it, I would like to say it shouldn't have been a short corner, but 
as soon as the ball comes into me, I should, I should do better. Mm. But they did react really well to your mistake because you dropped it for a fraction of a second and he was straight in on that. Yeah, he was he was on it. Absolutely emotional, which probably sums up us not reacting to the, the short corner and, and conversely with him just being yeah. absolutely on it. So, yeah, 2-0. Two, two um, and then things went from bad to worse. Um, we can, we've got a throw in, uh, sort of in line with the edge of our box. And I would say inexplicably because I've never seen him do it and I would never recommend it and all that jazz, but Hayden has chosen to to dolly a back pass back to Josh um, from the throw in, and what I say dolly because he's really just chucked it up in the air. It's not sort of a bullet back pass, or um, it's not at his feet. It's just chucked up in the air. I think Josh has probably done quite well to control it, and then unfortunately he's gone to try and pass it to me and sort of Pires s from from the nineties when Pires tried to take that penalty to Henri, sort of rolled his studs over the top and just presented it to the striker. Um... Uh, pretty good summary. Yeah, I mean, what they do tell you when you start playing football is not to pass with your studs. Um, that's what I did. Um, but then... What's worse, though, passing with your studs or constant with the outside of your boot? I mean, probably <laughs> studs, no, because at least outside of the boot gets your distance. Might not get your accuracy, but uh, yeah. It's got to be, this is at, at the moment, this time recording, I think um, this is my favourite moment of the season potentially Josh just walking away from the goal <laughs> and basically not even well, I mean look even if if Josh tries to once Josh loses the ball if he tries to then save it the guy scores regardless but it's just hilarious that you just stop and basically look like you're about to just walk home from there yeah, but um, yeah, but then I realised that we we're quite far from home, so it's, it's, it's closer to staying goal. Long way from the park, and but a long way from home. Yeah. Uh, at this moment in time, you were on the verge of doing another um, Hampton leave at half time. Yeah, Hampton's half time. Uh, season one. Paddy. That was season yeah. one. But the thing is, in season one, I was hung over from the night out. Yeah. This t- What was my excuse this this time? Well, what I think really helped was just after it happened. Um, gaffer for the day, Mick screamed at you that you should have picked it up. Oh yeah, because you can pick up throw-ins. Yeah, see, absolutely screamed at you to cheer you up. <laughs> <laughs> Why didn't you pick it up, Josh? Why well, pick it up? But... Well, 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 obvious for obvious reasons, you're not allowed to. Ah, so uh, yeah, we like we were on the sideline, like Mick, Matt. I'm pretty sure you haven't been able to do that since like the seventies. So I don't really know what you're on about here. He's like. Can you not pick it up? Ah. Um, so, yeah, so that obviously didn't help. But I think we all just assumed Josh would realise that oh, Mick's talking a lot of bollocks here. You, you can't pick it's, it up. The thing is, it's never happened. So it's like one of those things. Yeah. I, I was. You were perplexed. I, I was so stressed when I even saw that ball coming cool. to me. I didn't know what to do. So We definitely felt it on the pitch. And I think that was when we lifted ourselves a bit more because yeah. from that point, we, we were a lot better um, and a lot tighter. I think I love Nick to bits, but um, Josh having a wobbler and being replaced by Nick after 30 minutes, I don't think it would have uh, would have improved our likelihood of getting a result. So uh, we, we needed your back, Josh. So we rallied a bit, went on the attack, good stuff down the left side. Um, Hayden was up and down taking throws, Tristan was getting at them. Um, and, and in the course of that, we managed to get one back. A really nice goal. I'm not sure who it was, but someone clipped a pass to the back post on the left side. Tristan gets there. Great cross, back across goal with his outside of his boot, MJ style. And there was Robbie. I will call it a, a bullet header. Yeah. He's beating the keeper for pace with a header at the back post on the right side. Bang. 3-1. And then... What followed from that is immediately, as we were coming back after the goal, um, Mick and his assistant on the day, Wayne, decided to change things and, and tighten us up. So they delivered that to me um, and I, I handed it out to everybody else. But that was that we would tuck the wing backs in and really try and flood the midfield because Biddenden were really dangerous in the middle and they seemed to be winning it completely. And that, in my opinion, is the turning point of the game. Once we were tighter in the midfield, it was all us. We attacked, attacked, attacked. And next thing, it was 3-2. Um, Alex, jumping on a loose ball in the box, waited, was patient, took his time, dribbled parallel to the goal line. It opened up, bang, left foot, bottom corner. Keeper got hand to it, but it was too good a finish to stop. 3-2, and we are very, very much back in the game. From an absolutely dire situation, 
back in the game, heads are all up, and Radner are firing. So that was probably 35 minutes, I would suspect. Mm. I have to check the camera. Check the camera back. So yeah, then what happened? Well, the inexplicable became something worse than inexplicable as we basically repeated goal number one, two, but this time on the right-hand side. Um, one of our most well, experienced players. Senior, senior <laughs> player in the squad, yeah. One of, one of uh, our senior players, who probably should have known better, decided to, uh, to replicate Hayden's mistake and um, chucked Josh back a ball. This time Josh was ready for it though, because fresh in the knowledge that he could pick up throw-ins. How did you handle the situation, Josh? Literally. Not very well. Uh, he looked at me and I said, please don't. He, uh, he went, I'm going to do it. I went, okay. So he threw me the ball. I went, I, I didn't even pick it up fully. Put my hands on it, like li- literally a little tap. They are claiming, oh, he's picked it up. It's picked it up. And then that's when Josh loses his head. And I can't believe we conceded another, well, another situation like this. So for me, right, this Bergsy one is 10 times worse than the Hayden one. Yeah, I reckon he'd done it on purpose. Look, the Hayden one is, the Hayden one's bad, but I mean, it was a throw. From the Hayden, the throw-in, when we've watched it back, the throw-in is just not very good for a keeper to handle. From Hayden. From Hayden. It's very high. Josh Well, what you have to give to Hayden is Hayden didn't know what could happen at yeah. that point because it's never happened before. Yeah. Bergs had been witness to yeah. it happening. <laughs> yeah. Bergs knew what one of the outcomes was. Yeah. So like I I just I uh, yeah, it's a very funny one from Bergs to decide to throw it back to you. And the Bergsy one is even more square on than Hayden. Yeah, like, well, as I, I was we're boxed in. Yeah. I yeah. was closer to this one and, and you where you handled it was in I think it was the corner of a six yard box yeah. and it came straight to you. So you know you it was as in the throne was in line. So it was really deep. So anyway, massive mistake and then referees had an absolute train wreck again. I mean he's just he's a bit of a funny ref. I mean we love him to bits. He's charismatic. Yeah. A bit wild. And he's decided that if you can see the indirect free kick but it's too close to the goal line he gets to decide where it's from, and he decided it was, it was from the edge very, of the box. Very weird rule. Very weird ruling. But, yeah, so then they've got this free kick right at the edge of the box. Um, right on half-time. Yeah, Josh, you don't really care. No, I wanted to go home. Archie's done the wall for you, um, but still, obviously, he doesn't have your positioning. And, I mean, it's a great free kick in the end, though, isn't it? Well, the guy's just absolutely... They've tapped it to the right one touch, which has opened the angle up a bit. With the, I mean, the wall's blocking the other half of the goal, yeah. so I don't think... I think maybe we could have put more people in the wall, but um, he's absolutely drilled it bottom right corner. Absolute magic goal. Really good goal. Would have been, you know, goal of the match in any other game. Like, absolutely screamed it in the bottom corner. Great finish. But, actually, it probably wasn't goal of the match, was it? Because in that second half, look... Well, let's see what happens we, in the second we come half. In, we come in half-time 4-2 down, and I think, that, I, think I remember saying... To the lads, it was like, look, we're two goals down here. We were three 0 down within twenty minutes. Like we've clawed it back here to just two, and we're actually creating chances. There is a chance we can do something in this game, and we go out there, and I think we play possibly one of the best halves of football we have played this season. I think so. I think we had the mo- the the momentum really from, as I said, from that tactical change. I think people started to get it more and and, and understand. You know we. Doesn't matter how good the back four do. If the midfield's not there, we're going to concede. And and with that fresh in their minds, they were so tight, they were so compact, and they they really battled in there. I think someone said at, at one point, one of the lads from Biddenden said, "We need some something to change. We can't win anything in there." And that that summed it up. I mean, the challenge we had our little huddle at the start of the second half, and the challenge we gave it was, "Come on, lads, let's just try and win the second half. If we try and win the second half, we're, we're, we're within one goal of them, and let's go from there." Um. And so that that is what we tried to do, and we were, I would say, somewhat all over them. They were on the counter attack. Mm. Um, one thing they did really well was keep the ball, but then as soon as they had the ball, we got compact. They we didn't let them through us. So the only time they really threatened us was on the counter attack. Yeah. The reason they were on the counter attack so much was because we did keep winning it off them, and we kept going at them. Four three came somewhat early in the in the second half, I think. 
Um, it was really excellent work from Alex, a very much an individual goal because they were sort of popping it around the back and sloppily loose pass. Alex steals in an incredible finish. W- one touch out with his right foot, yeah. he's just whacked in the top right corner. And the keeper goal. looked really good, got nowhere near it. It was an unbelievable finish from Alex. Lots of other chances we had. There was a bullet header from Robbie. I can't remember who put the cross in. Maybe it was Hayden. Yeah, it Hayden whips it in. Rob, and it was one of those where Robbie didn't know much about it, and it, and it's just if that just is. Uh, What's well, like that Jackson goal for Chelsea? Yeah, it's hit him more than he's headed it. A little bit lower, it's in straight away, and then Tristan had one that um, kind of swung in, and keepers tipped it onto the post and just collected it. But the, I think the one, I mean, as well as we played, the one disappointment was. There wasn't kind of a big standout. Oh, if we'd have scored that, we'd have got the draw. Yeah. Um, Josh, you made three or four very good one-on-one saves in that second half. Like, well, really so much good. so that, that really good. Josh was awarded the man of the match from Biddenden. Now, bearing in mind, sorry, just to remind you, and bring it up again. You played a massive part in giving them three goals in the first half. <laughs> well, that's football, baby. <laughs> <laughs> that is football, baby. But it sums up how good your second half performance was in that, because that was the thing. We were pouring forward. You mentioned Tristan's chance. We had a couple of free kicks. Bergs and Andy had shots yeah. from. There was a cross <clears> field that we, I feel like we've all forgotten, but there was a cross in towards Ben and him and the keeper both came oh, out for yeah. it. And neither of them got it in the end. Um, it just went past him. And, and Ben could, I don't know if he could have got there. I'm not saying he could have got there, but it's like any other day, if it drifts you to Ben's way, it's a goal. If it drifts the keeper's way, it's not a chance. And yeah, they threatened us on the counter because we were just throwing more and more people forward. In fact, at the end, we've gone to a back three felt like I was pretty much on my own with Hayden next to me because Bergs were pushing on and, and that's where Josh just came into the into his four, like coming off the line, claiming crosses, claiming balls. Absolutely brilliant, Josh. Incredible second half performance. And that's how it finished, 4-3. As you said, I don't come away thinking, bloody hell, if we'd scored that chance. I just don't think there was a standout chance, but we just had a lot of ball and in a lot of good areas. And what a great game. From both teams. Yeah, really good game to watch. I mean, I ended up watching like 90 minutes of it in the end. Um, <laughs> not 105. Not 115, like bloody other weeks. So, yeah, um, I, I, from how it started, when you're 3-0 down with it, we were probably 3-0 down within 20 minutes. So to come away and from that point, win the game, weirdly. Like, <laughs> you take out the first... 30 minutes we've won we've won the 60 minutes and I think yeah there's there's a lot of positives and um, yeah we're going to the next game which is in not this weekend the weekend after um, okay have you got your notebook out of politically correct things to say about Charing oh yeah because we're not allowed to say we can beat Charing <laughs> because they they listen to this podcast and they will use that as ammunition so we're going to a very tough game against a very a very good Charing side who uh are well up for beating us because we've never beaten them. Look, but that's the no, they are a very tough team. Sorry. Yeah, we've never we struggle. We, they're very well organized and we struggle to. to I, I think score what we said, I think what should have been said before, or what I believe was said before, was that we view that as a winnable game, yeah, and they view us as a winnable game, exactly. and that is probably why it ends up being nil nil, one one, two yeah. two every time we play them <laughs> yeah. because we're two very evenly matched teams and. It's really competitive when we play each other. And last time was, was it 1-1, one, 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 late, one, late yeah. equaliser? The one before that was a cup game this season. Which was a draw, 2-2, lost on penalties. Yeah. Incredibly yeah. tight game. Yeah. So, all right, it's going to be a great game. Last we'll, season was 2-all and a 2-1 defeat. So, yeah. yeah like, they're, they're always very tight, good games. So, yeah. Um, but we've got to take that 60 minutes into this game coming up. Anyway, that's your match review. Anything else? Josh, you got dick of the day and man of the match, I think. Um, yeah. Other than that, yeah, we we go again, don't we? Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Mm-hmm. Sorry, we did miss something. What did we miss, Arch? Alex Watson got hacked down the box. Oh, yeah. And he did get hacked down the box. Sorry, that was the big one. We should have got a penalty. But he was. Ne- the thing is, that ref's never going to give that because unless it's the most blatant penalty in the history of the world, he's not up with play there were so many, I don't know if Bidden didn't listen to this, I don't know if Bidden knows the podcast exists, but I'm sure they would occur, concur that there were so many decisions where neither team knew which way it was going to go. Yeah. And ultimately the penalty, it's a long way away from the ref. There's a lot of bodies in the way, but the ball's gone and someone comes straight for Alex. So I would have given a penalty from my position that centre-back. Yeah, maybe that's the big, that's the big chance we should have had. 
to get the draw at least. Yeah, so uh, un unfortunate uh, Radner and I potentially should have got a point, but yeah, we go again, don't we? Radner question time. But this was your question this week, and I thought it was quite a good question, um, if I do say so myself. Uh, it got some very interesting responses. Josh has just necked the Tennessee, and he's going to do the WKD as well, because he's going to read some of these out. Uh, I can't this. read. So <laughs> uh, The question this week was, if the Radner boys were in a darts league, what would some of their nicknames be? And what walkout songs would they come on to? Oh, wow. That's a very good one. So here's, a, here's my first kind of thing for the lads, right? Some of you, right, uh, absolute idiots. Because, like, I had responses. We had responses in this, in the uh, the Google form of saying, oh, I don't watch, I don't watch darts. I don't know what it is. Um, I don't, I don't know what to put here. I don't, it's like, look. It doesn't just happen in darts. Happens in wrestling. Happens in boxing. It could have been anything like that. Like, come on, use your imagination. So, Josh, um, I've read all these and I know what they're like. So, I don't know if you should just dive into these. To be honest, if uh, or maybe read Archie read them out. And, well, I'll read them for Josh. Yeah, and read them for Josh potentially. Is I there think. a lot of me? Is it? There's a, there's a few for you. There's a few for you. So Archie's going to read these out. Josh will obviously get your reaction. In the... So number one, coming up for the hockey, is Josh the Juggernaut Hampton. I like the Juggernaut. Yeah, Josh the one. Juggernaut. And Josh, your entrance song, I'm Too Sexy. Hey, what what from uh, Right Said Fred? Yeah, right Said Fred. They, are, too they sexy. are terrible now. I don't know if you know <laughs> They're like oh, too sexy for anti-vax mad. Like, oh, are they? Yeah, oh. <laughs> like it's so funny. Watch you. Fuck you want to have a, a, a watch a bit of a downfall? Go search right said Fred's YouTube page. Um, second up, Josh. Well, actually, I feel like the music should come first. The music yeah. is the fast food song, <laughs> and the fast food song is for Josh the Hamburger Hampton. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> Number three. Fix You by Coldplay for Josh Live Laugh Love <laughs> um, next up number four it's no longer you Josh I'm afraid Back in Black ACDC and walking out to Back in Black ACDC is Lee the Axeman Avery Back in Black I feel like Lee Avery's put that in himself yeah, <laughs> yeah definitely I, 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 I think so like that, yeah. Yeah. the Axeman though that's, I mean, that's a good nickname. That's a very area. good nickname. Yeah. Walking into the chain from the F1, the F1 theme, the chain. Yep. Who do you reckon is walking into that? Lee Francis. Lee Francis. No. Jack the Money Skilton. Mm. He definitely comes on with notes as well and <laughs> fires them out into the crowd. <laughs> okay, number six. Walking out to Rule Britannia. Who do you think? <laughs> it's either Wayne or Dan Parks. Wayne or Dan Parks, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it is Wayne. Brexit means Brexit, my crystal. <laughs> There's like 20 of these. Uh, just if you want okay, to stop, I'll be a bit let quicker. Pick I've, the good ones. I've never heard this song in my life. Lead the Rambler Francis, I Walk Everywhere Man. Is that a song? He's sent that in. Um, isn't it Johnny Cash? I walk everywhere, man. I walk everywhere. Not sure, about, not sure about this one. Sarah by Fleetwood Mac for Carl the Jugs Jarrett. Ah. Uh, You've got a reference? I've yeah. got a reference. Oh, I know what that's about. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so do I. <laughs> <laughs> a bit slow there. Um, the national anthem, the British national anthem. Who do you think the English national anthem? Who do you think is coming out to that? Uh... Dan Parks. It is Dan Parks, or someone who's written E Dan L Parks. <laughs> e D A N L. <laughs> e D L Parks is coming up to the national anthem. Yep. Hayden the Hindrance Hindry walking out to Like a Virgin by Madonna. That's a good one. Yeah. Next up, oh, so this is when Hayden was submitting ones because Hayden's been Hayden the Hindrance. Next up is Hayden Precious Hindry. Coming out to the Lord of the Rings. <laughs> <laughs> and Hayden, Mr. Not My Fault Hindry, coming out to Wigfield, 
with Saturday nights. <laughs> yeah, nice. <laughs> Saturday night. It's yeah. a bit random. Right, I've got six, seven more to go. Pete yeah. Crypto Barnes, Glory Glory Man United. That's yeah. an easy one. Bionic Alex Watson with Robot Rock by Daft Punk. Nice. Michael the Knight Al Johnson, Chase the Sun by Planet Funk. Chase what's the that sun? song go like? Wait, sorry, Chase the Sun. Chase so, the sun. Yeah, so what's they, that are like? they claiming that he's a nonce? Is that like a thing? I didn't even think about that. But that's a hate that had to be yeah. Hayden or Ben. Yeah. Did you order these? Like, did you group them? Yeah, they're oh, in the right. names. Yeah, yeah. So then, uh, number sixteen is also MJ. Michael loves to suck Johnson. Walking out to Twenty Fingers Gillette by Short Dick Man Club Mix. <laughs> Short imagine... dick man. See that's straight to the point. Like you've done the the cryptic chase the sun. Like yeah. I imagine whoever put this in just put dick into yeah. uh, Spotify. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. Next one. Michael Red Sphere Johnson, ninety nine red balloon. <laughs> <laughs> for his bollock. Also for his bollock. Michael the Sackman Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> also coming out to Wigfield Saturday what the night. Fuck? So somebody was Saturday night. <laughs> yeah. That's. I think Nick Berwick loves that song. Um, Thomas the Northern Powerhouse Bradshaw coming out to Sheriff of Huddersfield by Iron Maiden. Didn't know that was a song. I didn't know that was a song. Well, either. we'll have to get that on the mixtape yeah. afterwards. Archie Saturday Football Fuck coming out to Saturday Night by the Bay City Rollers. So it's a different Saturday <laughs> yeah. night. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not reading this one. Oh, I guess I have to. Ravishing Ryan Parrot. Ravishing. <laughs> okay. Coming out to Bicycle Song by Red Hot Chili Peppers. Number two for Ryan. Ryan the Pillock Parrot. Yeah, out to a pub thumping. That's much more uh, apt. Ben Dong Mainwaring would be coming out to the 10 o'clock news. <laughs> I like how he did the Dong coming out. <laughs> I wish I was saying. 10 smart. o'clock news, what's that girl like? Oh, no, yeah. It has a big dong at the, the start. IT with yeah, Trevor yeah. McDonald. Dong. Yeah, imagine Ben walking out and doing a little swag. He'd be doing a swag to yeah. Imagine the cheerleaders next to him as well. Yeah, he'd be buzzing. <laughs> All dressed like Trevor McDonald. Right, <laughs> number 24. Big Ben, met, just Big Ben. Big Ben main wearing ski low with I wish. Don't know. Big Don't know Tasmania Tristan coming out to land down under. Yeah, yeah. Trev Mitchell Allen, the EastEnders theme. Yeah, get it. <laughs> Mick the Guff Seddon, Kiss Me Where It Smells Funny by Bloodhound Gang. <laughs> Kiss Me Where It Smells Funny? <laughs> That's a song! Well, it's by the Bloodhound Gang. They had a lot of... Uh... Yeah. Right, so then you've put a few separate because some people put a bit more effort in. You know so what? I didn't actually more to go. this week. Wow, did Aaron? No. So there were that many of you and none of them were yourself? Not my own. So the first longer entry, we don't know who it's come from, but they've described it as this. The darts player of choice is Ryan Hammerfist Parrot. Hammerfist. Hammerfist. Okay. Where's he live? Hammersmith. Yeah. He may well do. And he would be coming out to Eye of the Tiger because this guy can throw a punch or two. He would knock many men out who have never had the opportunity of getting the vaccine. But I don't see any evidence... (laughs) But I don't see any evidence that it would have anything detrimental for their health. <laughs> okay. Is this the same person right. that put Right Said Fred as one of the walkout songs, maybe, as well? <laughs> I just like Right, Right, Right. I think Ryan was writing this in his dreams. Yeah. <laughs> Number two, Ryan, the pocket parrot. He always pulls his darts out of a different pocket to the amusement of the crowd. <laughs> he also has a line of butt fleshlights. So everybody, <laughs> everybody can feel what it's like to finish with the pocket. That's good. I mean, I would very much appreciate a darts player who pulls his darts out of different pockets. Um... <laughs> and has a line of butt yeah, flesh. Yeah. All right. And we've got the last two. Yours truly, Joshy. First one. Josh, the hound Hampton. The hound? Walks out, sinks a double, sinks a pint. And the crowd makes wolf noises towards the sky. Oh, I like that. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I like that one. Yeah. You might not like this one. Josh would be, who ate all the pies? Who ate all the pies? Who ate all the pies? You fat bastard. You fat bastard. 
who ate all the pies. And they've written that. It might be a different Josh they're targeting it. I don't know. I may have jumped the gun. Am here. I the only Josh in this club though? Josh Barra. Bar. Oh, he's probably in there. Yeah. <laughs> <isn't he? laughs> And that is your your darts mix. I don't know how many are going to make the cut because Josh Tom won't go through and cut some of them. I'm, okay. no, no, I'm not in it. I'm not in it. Okay. I don't think I don't think any of them were that bad. To um, be if you've listened through all that, then fair enough. Um, I don't care. I'm not editing it down. So yeah, my favourite there was probably um, someone doing head and walking out to the Lord of the Rings music. I think. <laughs> for me <laughs> that was some very good ones in there um, that was a very good question actually as well yeah yeah. Uh, yeah so let's go to the mailbag you've got mail right it is the um, mailbag it's time for the mailbag so first big question um, we've had some questions from the fans from the players from the uh, haters um, number one, if Trev, Mick, Archie and Tom aren't around, who'd be running the team? Then they've put top three, but I think we've already answered that question in this podcast after his first successful, um, I'd say assistant manager, assistant coach role on Sunday. So I think Wayne goes top of that list for me yeah. straight away. Well, maybe this is a time where we announce that, uh, that Wayne is officially... On the coaching team. Which was agreed. When was it agreed? Two weeks ago. Two two and a half weeks ago. So, um, yeah, we we actually had that discussion. It just coincidentally, the next league game we play, Wayne ends up playing a big part with helping Mick Mick run it all. But, yeah. So, yeah, that would be number one for sure. Yeah. Um, Then, I don't know where you'd go from there. Um, I guess... Someone who turns up a lot and is uh, is on the bench. <laughs> Nick Berwick. Then Nick Berwick probably Nick Berwick. makes the cut because he's there a lot and he's he's in the squad. So it'd be silly not to get someone. And if he, maybe if he was still here, Brad Russell. Yeah, but he's not, is he? So he's not, not died or anything. <laughs> he's just still at Bromley Green. <laughs> he's gone back to Bromley Green. Yeah. Um. Then I don't know. Um. I always think. Um. Well, Watson, Alex Watson has a lot of. Has a lot of. I would uh, say not. This is not meant as a pick. He has a lot of views. He has a lot of opinions. Yeah, so and he's been doing his. He's been doing yeah, his coaching. Maybe now put your you. money where your mouth is, Alex Watson. Honestly, what's the minute? He clearly takes an interest in it, and he's yeah. got. He's doing his coaching now with the kids. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, Probably those three then. Yeah, um, contenders. Josh, do you like the number two? Second best drinker on the team, apparently. But who's number one? Discuss. That was the question. Uh, I don't know when you being second best drinker has come up, but do you like being? Do you like the number two? That's what they've said. Yeah, I don't mind number two. Yeah, still in the top three. Yeah. Um, who is who is number one? I don't. I, I, what best drinker? Yeah, we had, we, see, we had this conversation last year. Things have changed a lot since yeah. then. Do you though. remember when we still throw people in like? Pistol Pete yeah. in there, drink driving Jordan Castle. Do you remember that? Um, I'd say Carl Jarrett's as best drinker now, you know. Well, I think after our uh, the day out, where he he went, I'm going home now. Mm. He then had a KFC. He then threw his KFC up and went, I'm going back out with the boys. So that means that he just, he does show dedication. So I think maybe maybe Jarrett. Well, I like to call him Garrett by accident. I keep calling him Garrett, which is yeah, <clears throat> Jarrett. Carrot. Um, yeah, I mean Archie. Anything? I never get the, the best drinker is always a weird one because it's like, what's the criteria? Yeah, because sitting there mulling a pint for eight hours, or is it the guy who can rack back any shot you put in front of him? Yeah, or is it the guy who gets drunk and has the best time? Ever? Or is it the person who spends the most money? Or is it the person that spends the least money? Or is the person who racks the biggest bet up at the mailbox? Yeah. Uh, not me anymore. Not you anymore. Yeah. No, you're a very good boy. No, I just meant. I've kept those receipts, by the way. <laughs> no, well, I don't for know. Expenses. Oh, yeah. I actually think Ryan does quite well. For how long Ryan is out drinking for, he's never. There's only been a couple of times where he's like blotto. And when we went out last, yeah, but, Ryan was drunk. Ryan, Ryan can't see after he's out. Like, <laughs> his, his eyes gradually get further and further. Ryan's shut. biggest issue is that he's, he goes out drinking, going, 
I need to eat. Mm. And then he is either too late before when he starts eating or he doesn't. Yeah. Maybe and he is the funniest bloke as well. He is. Um which Radner member is most likely to end up in a cult? Um um, Tristan, I think, would be easily persuaded to join some sort of maybe like I don't know, Star Wars cult or something like that. Marvel, <laughs> <laughs> Marvel cult. I think Nick Berwick also potentially could join a cult. Um, I mean, <laughs> he's got very into this fitness thing with Aaron Seddon. Who, questionably, is he a cult leader? Could be. Um, <laughs> uh, there's a few of us who I think could join a cult, to be honest, but I, I think they're in my top two. Anyone spring to mind for you, Josh? Um, anyone else that would spring to mind? Uh, no, no, I can't think of anyone else. Not on the top of my head. Well, no. that was a, a poor answer from Josh. Wait, Archie, anyone from you? In terms of a footballing contest, I think Ryan, Ryan very much does what he's told to do in like a positive way. You're like, Ryan, go do this, Ryan, go on, on the pitch. And he's like very willing to learn and do that. But based on that, he, I guess he does that because he assumes that whoever's telling him what to do knows better. Yeah. So if he was to stumble across somebody who felt knew a bit more about the world, they might be able to get Ryan to do very questionable And things. off the pitch as well, once his mind is changed on certain issues, it's like that has to happen. Mm. So I think someone could very easily, yeah, Call Ryan and be like, "Look, mate, you need to start." Uh, yeah, could Dr- you drinking uh, the Kool Aid? Going back to my answer, which you said was bad. Yeah, could you? Well, say, you didn't answer. That's why it's bad. Uh, could you say Wayne and Dan are in a cult? Oh yeah, because <laughs> they want to vote reform and make England white again. <laughs> <laughs> right, next one. Um, what advice would you give to a young Sunday League player? Um, do you know what my advice would be? It's like if you're joining Sunday League and you're 16. Um, don't use that as an excuse for your teammates to then be like, "Oh, don't don't do that." He's sixteen because that just makes you look um, embarrassing. Didn't that happen this week? It happened. It's happened three times this year, and it. I'm look. This week was a bit more of a yeah. Ben maybe went a bit over the top on the keeper at one point when he didn't have the ball, but the other two times have been when a 16-year-old has been a bit of a prick, basically, and then one of our lads has maybe given him a bit of a hard challenge and then they've had a... But it's like you're playing Sunday League football, so my advice would be... They're not even supposed to be... They're not even allowed to be 16, are they? Well, they're not allowed to be 16. I thought it's got... Have you got to be a certain age to play? Yeah, it's 16 and above. Oh, is it? 16 and above. But it's like, if you're a 16-year-old, you're getting in Sunday League, um, be... Cock it, but earn it would be mine. Well, the whole point of you being there is, in theory, right to play with men is to get yeah. to play with men. So, yeah, well, I, I, <laughs> don't give me them eyes. <laughs> if you're 16, learn to Look, play with men. What happens in a shower squad stays in the shower squad. <laughs> <laughs> the very, select group, baby. very select group of us. Um, no, I, it depends what you're coming for. Am I going to give a serious answer? If, it depends, if you're coming to Sunday League to learn how to play football, I wouldn't bother. I'd go and go and play Saturdays. I think Sunday should be viewed as fun and enjoyable and a chance for people to relax and enjoy their football. Um, so, yeah, if you're 16 and you're like, I want to make it as a footballer or I want to play at a decent level, I wouldn't suggest joining in Sunday League. You're going to play on the worst pitches with the worst refs. But if you're a 16 year old who just loves playing football and loves having a good time, come and play against people like Radnor Park and come to the pub afterwards. I'll come play for Radnor Park. And you will not be served to drink because you're under 18. Yeah. But once you're old enough to drink, we will happily get your point. Um, Josh, this one's for you. Uh, can you share some insight on how to maintain such peak physical conditions? A lot of fat jokes coming about, <laughs> isn't it? No, they said conditions. Plural. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, um, how, repeat it again. Uh, we'll move on. Josh, what's your funniest moment that's taken place whilst wearing the famous red or green shirt? I've never worn a green oh, right. shirt. Yeah. You have worn a green shirt. I know. Uh, funniest moment. You could probably look back at it now and say probably this weekend. Yeah. I just ag- gone. Agreed. I mean, from the side not knowing the funny. rules from a, not knowing the rules from a throw-in. Um, can I pick it up? No. Did I? Yes. 
Um, that's pretty funny. Mm. Now you look back at it. Um, I don't know the answer to this, but someone sent us in a bit of a, a riddle again. Do you remember when someone sent us in a riddle? The yeah. Way? What has many keys but can't open a single lock? Piano. Piano. Yeah, because pianos have keys. It's good, isn't it? That's oh, right. Sorry, I ruined it. But can't open a single lock, and that is it. Yeah, piano. Yeah, that yeah. is it, isn't it? Yeah. Sorry, you, Ryan and Josh, being absolutely pissed receiving riddles is probably different. So. Yeah. Me being sober. True. Yeah. <laughs> Josh, are you Radner's number one again? Uh, no. No, you don't think? No, he still is. Oh, he still is. Yeah. Never lost it. Yeah. Yeah. Nah, I don't know. Um, That's down to the gaffers. Has Hayden turned a new leaf? He's normally digging others out, especially MJ, but has been well behaved with his questions of late. I that's don't know. I that's mean, only because MJ hasn't been to training or there. Well, so, I think uh, both Ben and, and Hayden have been a lot more... Um, they've been positive, haven't they? Yeah, they've been a lot more level. And what I mean by that is, is they were a bit... They they were negative, but they're also very good at other times, and I think they've just mellowed out a little bit. They seem to have been a lot more. Um, maybe they've become a little bit more accepting of their fate. Maybe they thought they were the sixteen year olds who were still going to make it, and now they've gone naturally. I actually have a good time playing football and and win or lose. We're a team, and we can do it together. Because even this week, I think Ben was great. Ben was a great leader on the yep. pitch, um, talking to everybody. I know question was about Hayden, but reflecting Hayden as well. Hayden didn't lose his head. Hayden's giving people feedback. Hayden's, you know, there for everybody. He's there to the end. He's playing the end of every match, putting some great performances. On the flip side, I don't think Hayden's got as many man of the matches this season, right? Yeah. Not as been so Hayden hasn't been as standout as he was last season, but he's also been a lot more level, and I think that's contributed to the the benefit of the whole team. So yeah, yep. fair play to both of them. I don't know what they did, but they've both been really positive recently. That's it. That's your questions this week. Ooh. Thanks for uh, sending them in. Show me out! Show me out! So let this right. So now the we had the the random random question was who would go furthest in total wipeout? Mm-hmm. So right, Ooh. I mean you can probably guess who's going to come out as number one because everyone just votes for it anyway. But we had Nick, Mick, Ben S. Jarrett, Tristan, Jack Skilton and Wayne with one vote, they'd get far in total. I thought Tristan would get more votes. I, I agree. Because all the He's whenever nimble. you see all the little Asian guys doing like the ones on the telly, <laughs> you no, think you could, to, those clips, to Keshi's castle. No, no, but it's a similar sort of thing. <laughs> yeah, similar it is. Sort of thing. <laughs> all the ones that do really well are the guys who are like quite small in stature, quite light, and they absolutely fly through the course. Yeah. You never see the big lump come along and sort of Wade his way over the course. So yeah, the same in total wipeout. There's not enough total wipeout to get that sort of a no. distribution. But in the uh, in the alternative, so I'm surprised Tristan got so few. So that's they they got one. Then Hayden and Lee Francis got two. But I think Hayden had bounce off those big red balls pretty well. Lee Francis running across them, jumping over, moving objects, not so Does sure. Does Total Wipeout come back? Is that why this question said? No, it's like, I think, just a question. I don't know I don't how Lee Francis does back. with water. Can you imagine Lee Francis in I water? don't think, yeah, I can't. I don't know if he's had a bath. Does... Fucking <laughs> 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 hell. And those jean shorts, they get really tight as well, wouldn't they? <laughs> oh, daddy, stop. <laughs> and they, um, yeah, Hayden, I'd, I'd back Hayden potentially. Loz and Johnny got three votes. So Johnny, for me, would... Johnny, for sure. Yeah. Loza, no. That's what I mean. No, Loza, Loza looks like the fittest bloke ever, but whenever he comes on, I look at him, I turn around, we're 10 minutes in, he's, he looks at me and goes... I don't know how you do this. I'm fucking knackered. It's what? like... No, you do well at something like... Maybe do well Yeah, at lifting a rock above his head. Or gladiators or, or strongman or something. Yeah. That's what I mean. Total wipeouts, like pace and getting... I don't know. Yeah, Johnny would do well. Johnny's a good shout, actually. And then you've got four votes. Fucking MJ got four votes. But because his Red Bulls, would they be... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
exactly. They won't be able to tell. He'd jump, they? land on one, and the two balls would collide. They'd be using his nutsack as like a space hopper. <laughs> <laughs> so, obviously, MJ was top of the vote again, and that was your... Uh, oh, so it was just MJ there? Just MJ so on four. I think you got to exclude yeah. him from people. Yeah. yeah, so that was your votes this week. Um, finally, Josh, let's talk Ryan Parrott. What do you want to know about him, Tom? Well, where is he? Well, this is the thing. I think he's just at home. He's not really doing anything. So he's not been here for two weeks. You said he hasn't been to training for a Not bit. been training for two weeks. He's not played for a week. <clears throat> no. Uh, he couldn't come and do this tonight. Have you got some something to tell us, Josh? <sighs> Basically, Ryan has proper struggled these last couple of weeks. You know, with him being the only person in the wall at training and everyone just pelting balls at him. <laughs> um, he didn't like that. He f- it reminded him about school where he used to get bullied heavily <laughs> by um, Samantha in year six. <laughs> and then um, <laughs> he's actually, and this is true, you can ask Ryan this. Yeah. He is getting a beard transplant. Right. Um but they're not taking his hair follicles from his top of his head. They're actually taking it from his lower back slash arse. <laughs> yeah. So he's not been able to train or do anything because his doctor has wired him not to damage his ass. Right. So he's got to be careful. He's got to be hairful. Hairful. <laughs> he's got to be hairful, yeah. Um, so, yeah, if you next time you see Ryan... Where's maybe... he having this transplant? It's funny you should mention that. His doctor's from New York. And he's going to New York this this weekend, or is it this weekend? No, he isn't. You're joking. No, no, no. His doctor's, yeah, in New York. He's Ryan's going to so New York. So basically, I think what Ryan's done here is that Ryan's said to Jess, I bought your ticket to New York. I don't think Jess actually knows the reason why. Uh. So it's more about his pubacious chin yeah. than it is actually going to. So he's to... trying to pad out the, yeah. the beard a bit more. Um, yeah, so maybe in the next three weeks, maybe month, ass, if yes. you do see a bit of cleg nut in his in his chin, <laughs> it is from his arse hair. So Ryan's not going to be here for a couple of weeks because he's going to be recovering from basically a arse hair treatment. Arse hair treatment, but on his chin. Chin. Um, yeah. So if, if if you maybe send him a get well soon message or something. If you uh, have got this fine podcast, put a a man with a beard emoji in the chat um, <laughs> along with uh, an arse. If you maybe just spell the word arse. Or yeah. a donkey. Or a donkey. Yeah, that's good. Donkey. Is there a donkey emoji? don't know. Um, but yeah, that's a good shout, Josh. Um, so that that's your Ryan update. I mean, it'd be nice to have him back to do one of his dreams, wouldn't it? Because his dreams are really good. Yeah, I mean they might be good now. We've had a couple of weeks without him, but yeah. Hopefully, when next time we have him back on, he can just like like relay a few a few of them. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that's it. I think. I mean, I think we've done another forty minute episode, which is turning out to be the norm for us now. Yeah. Well, um, I don't know if that's a good thing or not. Maybe give us a bit of feedback. Um, please. Go on Spotify and rate this podcast because if we get more ratings, the more people listen to it. We're still getting, like, weirdly, we are getting, like, 40 people at least listening to a podcast. So, like, there's actual people outside of this team listening, which is in itself is pretty weird, to be honest. Like, what are you doing? listening to this rubbish but if we get those uh yeah those ratings up on on spotify then i'm sure it'll be pushed in front of more people's ears let's just try and retire sooner than rather than later right yeah because if we can make money off this then it just goes back into the club wink wink nudge 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 our pockets but yeah please do uh anything from you arch no thank you for listening check us out on all social media TikTok as well. We've got a great TikTok account. Yeah. And uh, yeah, see you all soon. Training next Tuesday if you want to come. Uh, park, farm, pretty much. Academy. Academy. Yeah. See you there. Shout out to Hurst Away.
Charing first. No, Charing first. Oh, Charing first. Charing first. Yeah. Big game. Big game coming up next Sunday. Um, I'm going to say it. It's a winnable one. Ooh. But like you said, it is one that we, we you you target those teams in the bottom of the league because we're part of that. And it's you don't get many of those in our position. So, yeah, come on, lads. Let's pull those fingers out and finally beat Charity. Those teams that fight for points at the bottom of the league are basically the teams fighting for first place, realistically. Doesn't really make sense. Does it not? But yes. In my head, it did. Okay, shut up. Bye-bye. Yeah, up the Radnor. Bye-bye.